I'm Shane Wilson. Brian Copney. Mike Frost. And we're trying not to get sued. Well, we started out talking about the uh, next week, ain't it? The election day. November 8th, election day. Election day, and we were talking about the the amendments and what they mean. And to be honest with you, I'm going to have to study up on what they are and all that shit because I really don't know what all entails. But it's supposed to be about taxes. But if it done away with state vehicle inspections, I would probably say yes to it. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> to be honest with you, because it's like... It's just a headache. Uh, and also, maybe in the 90s, I remember in the 90s, there was a lot of fucking piece of shit cars, like... Emission standards and... And mom, I mean, we drove one my whole life, you know, a yeah. piece of shit Festiva or a Cavalier, or what was that called? It was a Festiva. I'm drawing a blank. What was Chevy the Chevy Cavalier? No, the Celebrity. Fucking, no, the goddamn little. They looked like the same car. Dodge. Chevette. Oh. Chevy right. Chevette. Yeah. And they wouldn't I go wish down. I had one of them motherfuckers right now, but, dog. But I could understand it back then whenever you drove ship boxes like that. Yeah. But there ain't that many people really driving ship boxes anymore. You know, usually the oldest car you see is six, seven yeah, years old. Yeah, I don't old, even hardly see any new cars from when I was in high school on the roads now, period. You know, you used to see Dodge Neons like a foot deep everywhere, and they don't see them no more. But you, you think about this. You buy a car, you pay taxes on the motherfucker. You put gas in it, you pay tax on the gas. You pay, buy tires, you pay taxes on the tires. Then I got to turn around and pay you to let me drive the motherfucker on the street. I got to get it inspected. Then I got to get a sticker on the back of the fucking license plate. The prisoner's already made. I got to pay you taxes on that motherfucker too. Yeah. Well, see, that, that I don't. I try not to think about that too much because uh, when I hit a pothole, I'll go out of my goddamn mind thinking about all that shit, all well, the taxes I pay yeah. to have my vehicle on the road. That's, then that's, I hit a motherfucking pothole. That's I exactly mean, it. You'd be like, I'll put an inspection sticker on my car when you fix the fucking holes in the road. Yeah, yeah. Make make the roads <laughs> worthy for my inspected car, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Because you ain't going to fix it when I, I get one. I got an inspected car with uninspected roads. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I don't know if you guys remember, but that, there's a, it wasn't, it didn't look big. It was a hole over there when you're driving past, like, behind McDonald's and Burger King. That son of a bitch was so oh, deep. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that motherfucker would swallow up a front end like a bitch. I swear, I'm not exaggerating. That shit has not, what was I driving? I was driving, uh. Me and Jesse had a, uh, a Ford Taurus, SHO, sweet-ass car. I had that thing, I swear it knocked my front end straight out. Dude, I'm telling you. That and car it, started pulling to the left. And I'm, I'd be always, like, creeping up on because I knew it was there, and I wouldn't time it right, and bam! And I was yeah. like, shit! Hey, man, I guess <laughs> that's one thing I, I miss about driving shit boxes is I used to uh, go for that shit. Just straight hit the pothole. You know, just hit the pothole, throw water on people's cars that's parked there and I shit. Still just do be that a straight shit. Don't, don't be walking, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> don't be walking. You can get it. My first car was a black Toyota Tercel. Toyota right? Tercel. It was like primer black. And I named it Shaniqua. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because of that song, you know, Shaniqua don't live here no more, you know. But, that wasn't what know. it was. Shane was like, I'm going to drive me some black shit. <laughs> drive that, it. That car went four-wheeling. I'll, give, I'll tell you a story. I'll give you a Shaniqua story. I was going down a fucking, it's where 
Arch Mine is now in Eccles. Okay. That okay. was like my playground growing up. Well, I was going down that, the bottom road on it, it was a pretty wide dirt road, about like a, the old logging road you go on if you went up in the woods around here somewhere and you ran into a logging road. Or if you've been in the woods and you know what logging roads look like, that's what it looked like. And I was doing about 50 down that. And I could see what looked like cardboard in front of me. You know, it looked like a cardboard. I couldn't really identify what it was. But I didn't slow down. I was like, I'll straddle that motherfucker. Bam, straddle it, go on out to the fucking, you know, wherever I'm going. I think I was actually planning on going to what we called the rainbow down there. It was a great big, went up the side of the mountain, and you could do a rainbow on your four-wheeler. And, uh, and I was like, I'll straddle it. And we'll go on, and I straddled that, what I thought was cardboard. And when it hit the back, like the, the front end cleared it, the motor and everything cleared it, I guess. Because whenever <laughs> it hit whatever it hit, the back of that car popped straight up in the air, and I did a complete 180 with my back wheels not on the ground at all and was facing back out the way I come by the time I stopped. And I put it in fucking park, and I was like, man, what the hell did I just do? What did I just hit? I get out, walk up as a fucking dried-up bag of quickcrete. <laughs> so somebody had oh, dropped shit. a bag of quick, so yeah. Yeah, don't charge it anything. You don't know what it is. Lesson learned that day. I remember, learned, I remember my dad bought me, like, a gray, or not, what was it? Chevy S10, and it was a stick. And I refused to drop a stick or even learn how to do it, so it just sat in the driveway. We had, like, this battle between us. And one day he got me up out of bed. He's like, Mike, he's like, your car, your truck's in the in the woods down there. I see, so he's like, I guess the e-brake went out on it. And I'm like, no. And I went out there and looked, and it was. And he's like, oh, April Fool's. Well, to flash forward two months later, I get out of bed, and literally that truck's out in the woods. And uh, I went in there and told him, I said, yo, that truck's out in the woods, Dad. I guess that e-brake broke. Oh, you're right. And I didn't even tell him anymore. I just went to school. And I got home. You could have told me. I said, I did, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't play. Shit ain't a game. Shit's for real. Guess I ain't driving that stick. Damn. Shit. But I owe a lot to piece of shit cars. Like a lot of my mechanical ability, a lot of... Uh, uh, I mean, I couldn't imagine not having those when I was growing up. Well, You're yeah. right. You know? and, and, you know, young, young people today are different. I mean, everybody, look, they're growing up like, I want to get a new car. Yeah. Dude, you know how happy it was just to have a fucking car? Oh, transportation. I remember Shaniqua. Whenever uh, I would show up to take a girl on a date or something, I'd be like, hey, don't put your feet. There would be a, flat, a mat down. And I'd be like, don't put your feet here or here because it goes all the way to the road. <laughs> like no. you, if I put, pulled that Fred carpet up, stone it. if I, I pulled that a... carpet up, I could watch the road go by. Oh, yeah, honestly, <laughs> I went on a date with a chick and I ended that date early, put her out of my car because my EPMD uh, cassette tape dropped out and hit the, hit the uh, road. Oh, I was shit. like, bitch, you get now. <laughs> what do you mean? I, that's funny. No, nah, bitch, that ain't funny. That's my fucking EPMD shit. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm so embarrassed you have to get the fuck out. Yes. <laughs> my first car uh had a hole in the block. It leaked a quart of fifteen forty oil to and from school. But it had a banging system in it because I had a house speaker. Remember the house speakers, the house pioneer speakers? Yeah. I laid sideways in the trunk 
and ran a piece of speaker wire right between the middle. Had that shit wired straight from the battery to the fucking radio. <laughs> that motherfucker could have blew up at any goddamn time. Yeah, I, I, was, I had a beater. I had one like that I had to put on a toggle. <laughs> like, because if I didn't put it on a toggle, if I went in somewhere, my battery fucking Straight died. Straight goes at it, yeah. <laughs> I had to put it on a toggle and turn that positive I off. had the front fan on a toggle switch. If I was driving it for too long and didn't turn that fan on, car would overheat. Or like you said, if I went in and forgot to turn the fan off, battery go dead. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And I, I was a, that was almost like your Tercel. I had a red Nissan Sentra that did that. So the freaking Same car, switch. brother. Yeah, same, same, car. same damn yeah. car. <laughs> Yeah, that was another thing, too. You could just do all kinds of crazy shit and tricks with those older cars. You had an old Ford. You walk up beside where the gas tank is and beat on the quarter panel. Motherfucker would never start again because it had a fuel cutoff switch right there. So you hit that fuel cutoff switch, you never get another thing of fuel, fuel to the motor. I sold Shaniqua to my cousin for a dollar. Oh, my is God. Is what happened because he needed a car. It was uh, Willie. Okay. Sold it to Willie for a dollar. Mike out of here. She <laughs> out here hose for a dollar. That motherfucker uh, broke in half on him in Pittsburgh. <laughs> How you break a car in <laughs> half, bro? Uh, so, but it still, it, he, he still pulled it up on the fucking record. How do you, you know, break a, goddamn, a car in half? A Toyota that car? ain't a fucking Hershey bar, bro. No, man. That motherfucker had like 300,000 miles on it. And you still fucking pulled it up on the tow truck. It's time to click your heels together. You know what I'm saying? Oh, fucking God. Toyota, son. I'd like to know if it's as bad as you are how he drove it from West Virginia to Pittsburgh without it. That, that is yet another yeah, miracle. because it's, you know. Dude, that car, like, that car was an automatic that taught me how to drive a clutch. How the fuck you managed that? Okay, so this fucking car, I mean, this car was a piece of shit, Brian. I give a, I give 600 bucks for it, and I got fucked. But I pulled up to a red light. If you let off the gas, motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then in my, at home in my driveway, that motherfucker would start every fucking time I hit the key. But out town, it started when the fuck it decided. You know, it was like, it's like it's fucking it. You know, it was like as fuck like a motherfucker. I know you don't live here. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the house, bitch. So, so whenever I pulled up to a fucking red light, I'd have to hold the brake and keep a little bit of gas shot to it, or I'd oh, stall out the light. Yeah. And then, then it was then it was fifty fifty if his motherfucker's going to start at the red light or not. <laughs> Dude, I, well, I kind of used to do that when I and first... I still got I still had game in that car. Just letting everybody know. There you, you know, go. That, that's kind of the game I had. Listen. It's probably all gone now. I mean, that's how I kind of... Yeah, that game gone. When I first driving a stick, that's how I learned how to drive. I, I, if I was on a hill, I'd put it in first gear and give it the gas and have the E-brake on. So the only thing I had to do was drop that E-brake and I was going. I, I was so scared. Burning them Yeah. Hit I was so bottom. scared that I was just going back into whoever was behind me, especially if there was a cop behind me. I said, oh, hell. Hell yeah. My, my cousin, uh, he his... His, his grandfather, we'll just say, um, was of Caucasian descent, and he drove a stick. He was a white boy. Yeah. Here's, here's a catch, though. He didn't have a gear shift. He had a long-ass, like, foot-and-a-half screwdriver that his granddad had stuck down through. Oh, yeah, bro, it worked. Yeah. I, said, yo. <laughs> I got that motherfucker. He was like, yo, I'm going to need you to shift for me. He was in the back getting the tape. I was like, shift what? He's like, see that screwdriver? Pull it straight back. Hurry up, hurry up. I'm hitting two. I'm like, oh, like, what the fuck are we doing, man? He's like, look. You're keeping us running. That's what we're doing. 
He, 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 he said, listen, just listen to the car. When I hit the clutch, you shift. I'm going to roll this joint. Oh. Well, fuck it. I'm going to roll this joint. I was like, all right, as long as I get to hit that motherfucker, it's okay. Dude, I can drive. I can make it from my house to your house and never touch a steering wheel with my hands. And that's from hitting the bowl while I'm driving. Listen. Listen. I can make it from here to your house without taking... Yeah, I'm not talking about that big fucking swing around curve and everything. All, all my knees. I'm talking about that big third leg you be steering with. That's what you're trying to do. <laughs> we throw it on the front of the dashboard. Turn that motherfucker, turn it! <laughs> he don't get involved. He's got a mind of his own anymore. That's what he wants Fuck, I'm do. 40 years old, you know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking... My, my work's already been put in. <laughs> looks at you and like, nope, nope. <laughs> then, then looks back at you and be like, yep, we're doing it now. But, well, shit, we're already out here. We said we were going to talk about uh, 80s and 90s shit. I'll tell you one thing that I do remember about when I was growing up. Used to be able to go out and sit down and watch a fucking cartoon. And the car- you never know what the cartoon would be doing. You might be uh, watching a dog hit another dog in the head with a fucking two-by-four. You might be watching a roadrunner get pushed off a cliff. But at no point in time did it make you want to go out and get an elephant gun like Elmer Fudd, <laughs> run down the street and shoot somebody in the face. Yeah. What the hell happened? When did society turn into such hoes that, oh, that's right, fucking TV made me do it. Bullshit. No, it didn't. Listen, man, I've been watching violent cartoons, playing violent video games, and spent a little bit of my life with a bad temper. You know, and I realized completely that my bad temper was wrong, and also that the cartoons and video games ain't fucking real. But I knew that even when I had a bad temper. Right. But that's what I don't get is, listen, if you're thinking about going in and shooting some shit up or something like we're talking, because I guess that really started in the 90s, kind of, <sighs> fucking talk to somebody, you know, or yeah. or end yourself. No, but let's get back to 90s <laughs> cartoons. Don't but I, what got me on that was like people wanting to blame media and all that modern time. warfare and all this shit for. And I think that the media would probably have something more to do with it because the media will make these motherfuckers famous whether they die or not. And that's I noticed motivation. They, I know they're they've done it in here recently. To like all these people shoot up places, they won't say their names and given publicity but two months down the road you'll see a flashback of it and then they're showing pictures of them and stuff so they still do it and we eat it to fuck up bro oh yeah well i mean if you ask me personally i, I and it's just me somewhere around somewhere around the time frame of the mid 80s some bad shit may have happened and somebody's parents went in their room and be like you know what we're not bad parents it's these motherfuckers hanging on the wall. Who is this, Kiss? Oh, yeah, what the yeah, fuck is, yeah. Oh, is Ozzy? And they decide, you know what? We're good parents. Ozzy corrupted our kid. No, bitch. Ozzy did not do that shit. Damn. You did it. But, you didn't pay attention to when the motherfucker was sticking firecrackers in cat's ass. But also, <laughs> man, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe sometimes dudes just fucked up, man. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't really know how else to explain it. Maybe is it okay to say that some people just have weak minds? I mean, yeah. I, I can make a whole album about robbing a bank, and no point in time did I tell you, you know what? 
It's a good idea. Let's go rob this motherfucking yeah. bank. No, man. Whatever happened to entertainment just being for entertainment purposes only? I love the period I grew up in. Me I do too. Awesome. I mean, period. You know what I love the most about it that maybe some parents do. I see it in Beckley sometimes, but I'm telling you, man, from like 14 till whenever I come home from school, put a different set of clothes on, different shoes. Mom and dad didn't see me until dark. So Go outside. Bye. And now I want to know where the fuck they're at. Mm-hmm. All yeah. hours. Huh? I yeah. want to know where they're at. It's like that's like when you told me that day you thought you seen Kingston up the road. Maddox. Oh, you thought you seen yeah. Maddox? I was like, well, if you do, you fucking call Dad because he doesn't know he's fucking up here. I guarantee yeah. it. Yeah. Right. But I mean, it's just the fact that every parent let their kids just see you later. Yeah. You know. Yeah, dude. Like Saturday morning. Some Saturdays, uh, if me and my older brother got up before my mom and dad did. I didn't even see them on Saturday till dark. Right. But you know the other part of that? You could be across town fucking up, and somebody be like, oh, that's Phil's kid. I, and before you get from there to back home, they knew where you were at and what you have been doing. You was getting that ass Dude, i tell you what, in Eccles, the way it worked for me was, not every parent, but a lot of my buddy's parents mm-hmm. would Shit. beat my ass. <laughs> Send me home, and I get my ass beat Busted again. again. Hell yeah. yeah. Because there is some parents that mom and dad would be like, you better not touch my fucking kid. Mm-hmm. And then other parents would be like, hey, he's giving you problems. You bust his ass. Bust his ass send, send him home. packing on yep. back here. Yep. I have, matter of fact, I, I can go to, hell, I did it the, the other day. I was I was at a local store here that, that you know, I don't know if they want me to mention their name or not. But I went in that store, and the same owner was there, knew my mom and my granddad. And I said to him, I said, do you know how many places in this store I got my ass busted? He was like, yeah, I was standing there watching when that when it happened. I was like, damn. Yeah. I, mean, I remember when I was like 10 years old or something. Now we they'd were, report a motherfucker. Sure will. We were at my buddy's house watching and that, TV, and we were watching this movie. It was a horror movie. I think it was Tales from the Hood. I think it was Tales <laughs> from the Hood. And his dad was like in the military, cussed a little bit. And I remember we were sitting in there. And me and him were watching, and it was like, fuck you, fuck this, fuck that. And I remember his dad saying, that fucking movie says one more fuck word, I'm going to throw it in the fucking yard. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting there at 10, I'm like, huh? Like, I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> one more fuck word. <laughs> Dude, we were uh, we were playing uh, Sega Genesis back in the day, me and one of my buddies. And his dad wanted him to come take the trash out or something. We were playing Mortal Kombat oh, Two. And that yes. motherfucker, that motherfucker didn't have a pause. You couldn't pause. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, in the no, middle no. of a fight, you couldn't pause it. You were once the fight started, you was in the fight. Yep. And uh, he's telling him, you know, come do it. You gotta come do it. And he's like, that ain't a pause button. Well, about three times, old dude comes in and he grabs that fucking Sega Genesis and slams it on the floor and stomps on it. And he's like, how's that pause button work now, bud? Oh like, my damn. god! I'm out, bud. I'm out. See you later, dude. I remember lots of late nights hanging out at my buddy's house nonstop with that game Twenty Four Seven. Oh, Mortal yeah. Kombat Two was the yeah. fucking hell yeah. Mortal Kombat Two was probably the start of my gaming obsession. Till I was in my early teens, is when I'm probably, well, late teens I would say is when I got out of gaming. But Mortal Kombat Two was the start. I can't. I can't even get into it anymore. 
I've tried. I even bought, went out and bought a new Xbox, and I sit there and I get powered up, and I get five minutes in, and I'm just like, ugh. Just can't get into it like I used to. I, I start out playing video games with like Metroid and Contra. Remember when Contra and, and you could do uh, the campaign mode? It was two of y'all. God, Contra was And hard. I had the fucking codes where I could get like 30 extra men and I could yeah, steal your men yeah. and find out. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. But like you said, after after the quest mode of the game, I mean, and that was it. For me, what fucked video games up, and it is, it, this is just my opinion, and it's unpopular as fuck. But for me, what fucked video games up was first person. I hate it. First person shooter? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like it in certain things. Like, I remember when well, uh, 007 Goldeneye came that's out. That's what I was getting ready to say. I, <laughs> I like, mean, damn. I'm about to back up a little bit and fucking, <laughs> because shit. I played the shit out of Goldeneye. Oh, I did yeah. Did too. I was actually in Canada when I played the shit out of Goldeneye. And that was another one of them all-nighters. All-nighters, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Like, my favorite one was the facility. Get a... It was whenever they first came out with the four capability, the fucking four split screen and all that shit. But I I would stay at my buddy Josh's house in Canada, or he'd stay at my house. And we'd try to get two more friends. And, dude, we would do the facility all fucking night playing that game all and night. you'd find all the little secret you'd be able because it was all buggy and shit being yeah. able to stand places you shouldn't be able to <laughs> stand yeah. and if you that one that one bathroom stall you could get stuck in it and they couldn't yes. shoot you or nothing yes <laughs> and uh i tell you another game that came out on the 64 that had a lot of me and my friends addicted to was wcw nwo revenge Fuck yeah. Oh my god. Hell dude. yeah. And I'd always pick Goldberg and my buddy gets so mad because I, I didn't do all the wrestling moves. I just do one move. I spear him. Was every, every spear him every time. Pow. He gets so mad. Pow. Was that for uh was that for sixty four? I think they did it for sixty four. It might have okay, been on PlayStation two. I was addicted for to a, a wrestling game. I used to play at my one buddy's house, but it was for Nintendo sixty four. But it was uh it was something. For, I think it was the same game, but I'm not positive. It I came out around the same time. It was yeah. that, or it might have been. See, WWF put out a game like a year later to try to mimic the success for that. I think it was like WrestleMania 2000 or something. I was a freaking the first Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Tony, oh, Tony Hawk. Yeah, my God, yes. And you know what's fucked up? I had uh, that that Tony Hawk Pro Skater came out. That movie uh, that old boy was in, uh, Gleam in the Cube, mm-hmm. that fucking shit came out. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn to ride a skateboard. Yeah. My cousin was riding a skateboard. I got on a skateboard one time. The board went one way. My ass went up in the air, landed flat on my back. Never touched that motherfucker again. I love, Not one time. I love the skate, but, you know, it's, I'm too old. Well, I grew up with, I, I called him Mr. X Games. That's who I grew up with. He That's was true. always... Uh, his name's D. Wayne. Yeah. But he was always into some, like, something. Right. You know, alternative sport something. Well, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of guys like that, but their big thing was snowboarding and stuff. He did that, too. But I'll tell you another game. I'm trying to think. Oh, man, Tekken. Oh, oh I dude. never could get into Tekken. Tekken up, bro. Dude, I used to freaking love Tekken. Tekken. and uh, Soul Calibur. Soul Caliber is a good Fucked one. Fucked up some Soul Caliber, dude. Matter of fact, since nobody's listening, I'll say this. I think I was playing Soul Caliber the first time I got high. You know what I was doing? 
I was riding in the back seat of a Chevrolet Cavalier with a guy from the hill, my cousin, turned around in their front seats while I'm in the back seat fucking laughing at me. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck's going on? I'm like, you know, I ain't even high. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? And that was the beginning of a different lifestyle for me. Look at where we are today. Yeah, I think like it kind of just like the childhood ended when you first started smoking weed. The, like at the little, the small childhood when you were a kid and everything. And then you smoke weed and it's like, oh, fuck, man. Oh, my God. My cousin took my innocence. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where the fuck's that come from, bro? <laughs> you said... You said that uh, it sucks when you have to explain it, but you said that that was the end of your childhood when you yeah. started smoking weed, and I yeah. just told you I smoked weed with my cousin for the first time. Oh. So the end of your childhood is the end of your innocence. Oh, so God damn. My cousins took my innocence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. We I are in it. West Virginia. When you got to throw a disclaimer on that back in the you 90s, might want to leave that out. Back in the 90s, our parents thought it was okay to fuck her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're related to her. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Y'all are now, yeah. right? Yeah. Hey, look, I think if she's really hot, you should be able to fuck her once. Yeah. Where them kids at? They all right. God, I remember, like, when the first, the first, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino taught me how to cuss. I remember being, like, super little. I was like eight or nine. Mom wanted to go I see feel- it. And I went to go see it with her in the theater. And I thought you went to go. Wait a minute. Yeah, I was like nine, <laughs> nine or ten. We went to see Pulp Fiction, and I remember, you know, I, I was like, "Oh man, this movie's cool," you know. And I started cussing and stuff. And I remember, Dad didn't go with us. Dad wanted to rent that movie because it was winning all these awards. And mm-hmm. I'm, oh, me and Mike went and seen that. And Dad's sitting there watching it. And Maury's watching the redder skin. <laughs> <laughs> you let our kid watch it. Hell yeah. See, I was like, I was, I think my parents were a little unique like that growing up because they didn't give a fuck what we watched. Yeah. My mom didn't. See, they y'all, really are, didn't. y'all are sneaking and watching movies. I remember three of my cousins and I huddled around a fucking record player listening to Richard Pryor uh, live on Sunset Strip. Hey, Brian, you're fucking old. Dude. I am fucking old. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. Shut up. But you know what? Hey, you're talking about just sneaking into some shit. Listening to Richard Pryor. Oh, oh. To this day. To this perfect, perfect fucking day. I got caught watching Porky's Revenge. And I still to this day haven't re-rented that movie again to watch the whole thing. I got my ass beat so bad I'm afraid of that fucking movie. <laughs> in my opinion. Come in with the bell. Beat my ass. Oh, man. <laughs> Brian start the movie and start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Porky's revenge. Porky, you fat fuck. You'd be watching with these kids. You'd be crying. They'd be like, Dad, this is a comedy, not a drama. Well, I think the first one is loads better than Revenge. Really? Maybe an unpopular opinion, but I don't fucking care. But you think about it now. I remember when that was the worst movie out. Now, they could show that shit on fucking Nickelodeon today. Yeah, I know. Well, see, this is the way risque. culture works, too. Like... You were talking about Kiss. Mm-hmm. Like parents running around saying it's the devil's music. Ozzy. And now it ain't nothing for a... To be watching a kid's... Uh, like a Disney show or something like that or a Pixar. Yeah. And 
it'd be one of those songs from Kiss or oh, yeah, Ozzy yeah. or put them on the crazy and train. Because you know why? Because it's art, and if you're basing your beliefs off of art and music, you probably need to adjust yourself. Because that's what it is. It'll come out and it'll be this shocking thing. And then in 20 years, it's going to be on a Disney cartoon. <laughs> you know, because it didn't change the world hardly none. You know, well, it, you I know ain't what? saying it didn't change the world, but what I'm going to say is it didn't matter in the grand scheme of things. I would like to know the percentage of our listeners who are parents who actually take the time to listen to music with your kids. Like, I feel like it's my goal as a parent to give my kids some type of fucking music appreciation. Damn. Have you heard the shit these people are listening to nowadays? You better give them some fucking, like, real music. Somebody that can play an actual fucking instrument that has actual fucking talent. Do you know who, what, fuck music. Because the people that have sway in their kids' attention are on YouTube. Yeah. You know, that's what we need to get into is if you want to monitor what your kids are watching and consuming, see what they're watching on YouTube. (laughs) Because the shit is, it's... I'll tell you how stupid it is. I watched my daughter watch a show for two hours of kids playing with toys that she has in the fucking closet because I bought them. But you'd rather watch this motherfucker play with the toys than go in there and oh, play with them oh, in your and the ones that watch, uh, they're playing video games. And you yeah. got you got the shit in your room right there and you're watching this dude, dude just watching play him, Just watching him play. Yeah. Doing commentary. Got, and see, that blows my mind too because one time growing up, right, I'm sitting there playing a video game. My little brother, the one that was on the podcast that we haven't edited yet. Yeah, yeah, we need to get to that. Right? <laughs> right? So he was on, he was playing a video game and I was bigger than him, you know what I mean? I fucking come over, bam, right on top of the head. I'd always hit him above the hairline because it wouldn't leave a mark. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? I'd always, bam, right above the hairline, somewhere on the head. Yes. And then they, you know, they'd be like, he hit me. I'd be like, Mom, he ain't even got a mark on him. You think if I hit him, it wouldn't leave a mark? And they'd be like, he hit me right <laughs> you know, but it would be a whole thing. That's right. But, then a motherfucker brought. But anyway, I guess this motherfucker on this day got sick of that shit, you know. So I walk up. I'm like, I'm going to play that game. Of course, he wants to be a dick. He's been there for like three hours. Hey, I want the game. Bam. Hand him on top of the head. Fucking set him over. And he's crying. And I'm playing the video game. And he's like, give that game back to me. <laughs> and then the chair that he was sitting in was one of them little, like a, when the school desk used to come in two pieces for grade schools. Like, yeah. Where the chair would pull out and uh-huh. have the metal legs with a little round thing on the bottom oh, of it. Oh, hell. Right, that's the chair I punched him in the head out of. <laughs> well, <laughs> when I punched him in the head, I, of course, at that time, I'm too big for that chair, you know. Mm-hmm. But I can hear him. Mad as well. You motherfucker hit me in the head, man. <laughs> but I'm just sitting there playing my game. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. And that motherfucker hit me with that chair <laughs> in the fucking the little round part on the bottom oh, of the leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got me right there behind the ear, like right there on that bump. If you feel behind your ear, there's a bump right yeah. there. And split that son of a bitch wide open, son. And I didn't tell you know what I mean? I just bled out. You know, I just held a fucking towel. <laughs> <You just, laughs> because cause I wouldn't tell mom the situation led up to me getting my fucking ear gashed, you know. Uh-huh. And then 
my brother that's six years younger than me fucked me up, son. So it's just <laughs> embarrassment all around, but yeah. So, so you know what? Fuck him. Do you remember when uh when wrestling was really big and the Road Warriors were the top shit? Oh yeah. All right. Legion of Doom. So uh I had a set of maracas. And I liked maracas. I think think one of my family members bought them back from the Bahamas, gave me these maracas. And my brother did something to me, and I hit him in the fucking eye with one of these maracas. He cried. Motherfucker had a big black eye, but he didn't do nothing to me. About two days later, mom and dad went to the store or something and left me, him, and one of his friends at our house. Now, I was in my room. They were supposed to be playing video games. I was in my room minding my business. They come in, grabbed me, tied my hands behind my back with one of dad's neckties and took me outside. After they uh, kicked me in the ribs a couple fucking times, my brother picks me up on top of his shoulders. His friend climbs on top of the Chevy Lumina that we used to own. Jumps off of the top of the car, clotheslines me off my brother's shoulders into the fucking driveway gravel like the fucking uh, oh road warriors. Oh, my God. I fucking black out and wake up in there on the couch. And my brother's standing over me like, you better shut the fuck up. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I had a big bloody goose egg on him. Apparently, they got scared as shit because when I hit, I didn't move. It was like, oh, Poof. God. We killed him. Yeah. We fucking killed him. <laughs> My brother was like, we was laughing at first, but then, wait a minute, he bleeding. He bleeding for real. Pick him up. Yeah. I will never forget that fucking pain. Mm-mm-mm. Motherfucker tried to kill me in the driveway. So the 90s, it was a very interesting time to grow up, but a good time to grow up, I think. Yeah, I like the yeah. 90s. Because I didn't, I mean, I know mom and dad never thought about somebody fucking with me yeah. or something like that, but that's all I think about whenever I don't know where they're at. Yeah. Yeah. Shit's totally different now, man. Totally different. I mean, you just sit here and think, with the 90s, what's the worst thing that could happen to you then? Columbine. <laughs> <laughs> Cue a win for Mike. Now, I remember I was out riding my bike, and uh, I ran into a fucking car. When I say I ran into a car, we were riding our bikes down the side of the road, and a dude was riding in a truck, and I wasn't paying attention, and I actually turned my bike left into the side of his car. He stops. Uh, you know, he had a little scratch on his car, nothing big, mm-hmm. you know. He was more concerned with whether I was all right or anything. Yeah, and his parents are going to sue me. Yeah. Well, what I didn't understand was one of my dad's uh, church members saw the whole thing happen. So after old boy was like, if you kids are okay, you you guys better go on home. We got home. And when I got home, my dad was still at work. My mom was still at work. My granny beat my ass. And when mom got home... Mom beat my ass. And when dad got home, guess what? He beat your ass. Put me in my car. Took me to the other guy's house. Beat my ass in his front lawn. Put me back in the car. And I mean, and the guy still apologized. You know, I'm sorry. You know, it it wasn't his fault. My dad's like, nah, 
He's had that ass tanned a couple times today. He understands whose fault it is. It's like, oh shit. Dang, gone, son. Got that ass beat. And now, see, people have a problem now with seeing fault in their own kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's got to be it's got to be the other person's fault. And I, you know, you love that person more than anybody else in the world. But sometimes you got to step back and look at the whole story. Yeah. Because guess what, parents? Your kids will fucking lie to you. My kids have proven to me when you think it ain't your kid, it's your kid. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And when I go to school and I and I talk to teachers, I'm the first to tell them, look, I'm not the the, the teacher bashing kind of guy. I, I know that my kid does. Tell me what's going on. Tell me point blank. This is where your kid's screwing up. This is where the kid's doing well. In the same sense, don't fuck with my kid. Yeah. I mean, if, if my kid's wrong, tell me my kid's wrong. I can get it. I'll rectify it. But if my kid's like, Dad, I did everything I'm supposed to do. I, I did this. I emailed them this. And they told me. And then I'm sitting here looking like, the teacher's fucked up. The teacher's fucked up. Yeah, that's like... Uh... The situation I went went through last year with the uh, the teacher deciding that public embarrassment may have been the way to handle the situation with my boy, and she was telling me that uh, he, you know, what I wanted to get to the bottom of was did you use his paper to demonstrate to the rest of the class what not to do with his name on it? That's what I want to know, and she's telling me about. I already know he was failing several classes and stuff like that. And I couldn't get through to her. I said, that ain't what I'm calling you about. What I'm calling you about is, did you... This incident right here. Yeah, like, I understand. Fell him if he's failing. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to public em publicly embarrass him while he's also failing. Yeah. You know, and, and then after a few minutes when she realized that, okay, this dude is hot on this subject you know we ended the conversation stuff like that but somehow the class that he was going to fail he miraculously passes <laughs> so i was just like all right i'm gonna let it die but what, what did it, that happen to my son what did what did they what's the story behind that well i've told it on here before where oh. the teacher was uh like, he did a paper, and he did not do it right. Okay. You know, the, the directions... And, he, and he used it as an example not to do. Yeah, with class. his name on oh, it in front of the rest of... See, that's dirty. In front of the rest of uh, eighth grade. Wow, that's And I'm too. not fucking cool with that. No. Mm -hmm. Like, if you... Oh, yeah. I understand you, you realize your personality types clash and stuff like that, but you know what? You're the adult in this situation. Damn right. You need to draw the line and fuck off. Mm -hmm. That's just the way I look at it. Like, I ain't going to stand there and toe-to-toe -to -toe -to -toe argue with a 15-year-old. Yeah. That ain't the way life is. Mm -hmm. You know, I just ain't doing it. I'm a firm believer that if, if you're the adult, be the adult. Make the kid understand their kid and be the adult. But when you get down to the point where we're going to knock heads and I'm going to publicly embarrass you and I'm going to show you I went... Then now you're getting petty, and if that's the case, then you need to deal with well, the kids' see, parents. And what I told her was, if I end up proving this, I'm going to make sure whatever is able to happen to you happens. Mm -hmm. Because now you're not dealing with a 14-year-old. Mm -hmm. Now you're dealing with me. Yeah. But the, And two, they also expect you to have this 
unreasonable overreaction because most parents do. Yeah. And I'm just calm and cool and telling her, look, if you did this, I'm going to fuck you over. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to get what I want to get out of you. Yeah. And then, and then of course, when I'm talking to the principal and stuff, you got to take into account every situation. These are people that they talk to every day. Mm-hmm. You know, these are yeah. people they deal with every day. It's probably their friends. And of course they're taking the, the side of, it's like, they're trying to defend her. Oh, she usually don't do stuff like that. She, I said, listen, I, I don't, don't care. care. Like, I, don't give a damn. I understand <laughs> that's your buddy, but if, if I can get to the bottom of this and I find out it happened, I'm going to do whatever I got to do, whether Truth it's told, social media, to, whatever. I'll smoke your ass too. You want to go down with it? Yeah. But he miraculously passed the class. That's all I know. See, that kind of happened. Well, it didn't happen like that. I remember being senior year. And uh, uh, we were taking history economics, and I sat in the back of that class every single day and just had my Walkman on, just blasting metal 24-7, didn't learn shit in that class, nothing. And uh, I had a 0%. I mean, I might have got a 5% just showing up to class, but I didn't turn nothing in. So I was going to fail, and I needed that credit to graduate. And I went to the guidance counselor, and I said, if I I fail this year, I'm just going to drop out. So her, her her husband was the principal, and I guess he went and told that to the teacher, and I went back in there the next day. It was close to the end of the year. He's like, put your name on this and get out of my classroom for the rest of the year, and I passed. Yeah. <laughs> he should have failed me. He yeah. should have failed me, but they didn't want to see it. You know what else, though? And, and I'll tell anybody that's on this podcast, tell your kids. Later on in life, they may try to get some type of government job. And on those government job applications, they're going to ask them all kind of questions. Don't think for one fucking second. These people do go back, and they do talk to those teachers, especially that first-grade typing teacher that saw you come in every fucking day hungover and didn't learn a damn thing in her typing class. But you're trying to get a top-secret clearance with the government? Yeah, they will. Yeah. And I can see it now and be like, yeah, he was always wired. Everybody said he was on cocaine, but I never understood. <laughs> every every day he'd come to first period, we, uh, the rest of the kids would be awake, but he'd be kind of woozy. I remember <laughs> when my buddy was getting a job for with the FBI, and uh, buddy, they came into every job. Yes, and did. I, I didn't, I, he didn't say if they went and talked to his teachers. But, yeah, I remember being in the store yeah. when that happened, whipped out the wallet on Kelly and was like, boom. He's like, I'm with the FBI. Can I talk to you? Or, you know, yeah. you employee this person. Well, can I talk to you for a few minutes? I was like, holy shit. Yes. yes. I, it's like, I was like, what's this? I said, yeah. he's messing with kitty porn or something. No, <laughs> they have a job. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you, like, uh, I'll tell kids something else, too. Say you later in life. You've straightened up and you want to do something and you decide to buy a franchise, Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, McDonald's, whatever it is. You decide to get in on a franchise. They go back to school records. Do they really? Yes. I know for sure, without a doubt, Chick-fil-A does. So it's... You out here selling Jesus chicken. You better know something. Yeah, you better have... I mean, even if you're shit in school, make sure people like you. <laughs> Man, that's true. I mean, one of my main hustles I had when I was in high school, I was tutoring people in geometry for weed money. That's it's bad to say now, but at the time, hell, that's pretty extraordinary. 
<laughs> well, I tell you what, though, it ain't going to be long the way that society's working and everything's going that I think weed is going to be as available as alcohol. Oh, yeah, definitely. Before long. And I think it should be because I don't know very many people that go smoke a joint and go home and beat their fucking old lady. Dude, I remember, I seen it on the news the other day. They were talking about this, and a guy put up a good point. He says, listen, he was like, do I go home after I get off work, maybe smoke marijuana? Maybe. He's like, it should maybe it should be legal. He's like, I think what happened is, is America's got it wrong and they legalized the wrong substance first. He's like, he's like, I think America he said we can either legalize marijuana or we can legalize alcohol. And he's like, and we just fucked up and legalized the wrong one. Well, see, I and I and I try to get this point across to the younger guys that I work with too that want to partake in marijuana. I think it's harmless. You may think it's harmless, but when you're going for jobs and dealing with your paycheck, might not think the same. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what you think. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you think it's harmless. Don't matter if I think it's harmless. If it's affecting your paper, don't do it. Mm -hmm. That's it. Either that, or do like one of our famous presidents did: get an eight million dollar loan from your dad, starting your own business. He turned it into a billion. Brian, he turned I, I it was into wondering if you were going to let that shit fucking Can you, slide. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He turned it into over, he turned it into several billion dollars. Yes, he did. Yes, so he, did. he made the most out of that $8 million loan. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And you, Or you could be like a president that we have right now and have never done shit in your political career and still get president because, fuck, I don't know. I'm I, I'm still trying to make sense of it. You just hate him because he sniffed more kids than you do. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm sure he sniffs whoever the fuck he wants. I'm sure he don't even know who he's sniffing. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea who he's sniffing. <laughs> he he just knows at. it smells good and he remembers it used to give him a hard on. Yeah. <laughs> Strawberry shortcake. Fucking rock walks around looking like <laughs> Mr. Magoo. Oh, God. <laughs> Man. But I do wish Dad could have given me a million dollar loan. Just one. Just one million. See, I'm a sorry motherfucker, though. Like, oh, I'm glad we got on this subject. Do you got, did you guys see what the Powerball's worth on billion. Monday? No. Fucking billion dollars. I'm going to tell you right now. I want everybody listening to me to, to like and share this podcast. Because if I win, I'll give each and every person who likes and shares $1,000. $1,000 if he wins the lottery. If I win. Now, if I don't win, and I mean I don't win at all, y'all ain't getting shit. <laughs> so y'all better be hoping that I win. And if you have ever had a piece of shit car in your life, email us that. Try not to get sued at Gmail. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody probably has. Shit, if you had a job and worked for it, you did. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. I was so damn happy to have that car. And to look back, it was a stone piece of shit, bro. Like, there was a hole in the side of the engine block when I bought it. Hey, dude. <laughs> it may have been a piece of shit, but that piece of shit was brand new to me. And it was freedom. Mm-hmm. Dude, I remember. The sound system in my in Shaniqua was worth more than the car. Easily. Yep. Dude, I remember I had this, yep. like, old beat-up Jeep uh, Cherokee, and, like, 
I mean, it's beat up. I just rode the thing out. And I remember I kept unlocking my keys in the car. And I'd have to have some dude come out here and unlock it. And I finally got tired of paying him. So I took a screwdriver into the lock mechanism and beat the lock out of it. And Kelly's like, somebody can just get in your car now. I said, there ain't nothing in there. Yeah. I said, what are they going to take? Best the car? Thing, best <laughs> I said, but... I'm out 15 bucks. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> best thing you can do is take the car and let, let me make an insurance claim on it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, guys, that was a smooth and easy 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, 50 minutes. Shut up. Yes, sir. <laughs> Going down memory lane. Yeah, so I'm going to get son. into, let's get into how these people can like and share us and stuff, even though they ain't. And I've heard there might be some potential of uh, some of the potential state champions coming on, but I don't know. Uh, I don't want to call them state champions because I don't want to put any kind of bad luck on them. Don't jinx them. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. done did it. But uh, the Price boy, he broke the scoring state record. Yeah, he did. He well, did. was it Friday? Friday. Yeah. Impressive. I will say that. Whether, whether you like the team or not. I mean, ce- celebrate young people doing good shit. Yeah, any kind of good shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, look us up on Facebook. Try not to get sued on Facebook. Email us at try not to get sued at Gmail. Thanks for listening if you listen.